The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Amisha Gormley. We're two girls obsessed with one thing, beauty. beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We're calling on our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. With a drink in hand. Definitely with a drink in hand. <laughs> You're listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims. You know, you know, I really do cherish my relationship with Scarlett. Obviously, I cherish my relationship with all my children equally, but I have to say there is something really special about the mother-daughter bond. I had it with my mother. I have it with Scarlett. I mean, you don't need to tell me. I have three girls, so for me, the most special thing I cherish is the fact that I have these daughters and I have three little built-in besties. And I know. <laughs> that sister bond is something so special. Okay, for today's episode, guys, this has been in the works for a really long time. We love the relationship of our next guest with her two daughters. We are so eternally grateful, Heidi D'Amelio, to have you on. And we wanted it to be titled Secrets to Steal from Your Daughters and What They Can Learn from You. And we both had incredible relationships with our mother. And what we're hoping is you will give us a little bit of advice because Dixie and Charlie, even though we don't know them, we've watched them grow up. Heidi is the mom of two very influential girls, Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio. They're maybe the biggest TikTok sensations, and she has become quite the sensation herself. You used to be a model, you used to be a fitness trainer. Now you're a momager, a badass influencer. And basically, I mean, okay, it's really hard to get on Dancing with the Stars people, and she did it. I think you're on season 31. Yes. But you guys, if you don't know her, if you don't watch her, watch season three on Hulu. It's called The D'Amelio Show. She has her own show, people. She has her own snack line, which we're going to eat called Be Happy Snacks. We're so happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me and not giving up on me. Every <laughs> We just could, like the schedules didn't align. I'm like, she's going to be like, never mind. I'm no. like, no, I wanted to no, do this No, I wasn't going to so give up badly. on you. I, you. We're big fans. And uh-huh. we, you know, I know you've probably told the story a lot, but how in the world did all of this happen? You're originally from... I'm from Louisiana. Louisiana. Moved to New York City, met Mark, got married, moved to Connecticut, raised the girls there. And then what happened? Because you were a dancer, correct? And a model. You were in the, you were in the world. <laughs> I was in high school, a dancer. But in Louisiana, I feel like everybody dances and does sports, and that's what I did. Like, everyone else that I knew. But I have three sisters, like we all grew up dancing. And after high school, like it was kind of done. Although in Louisiana, like everywhere you go is music. So there's a lot of like partnering dancing. So because I just love to dance. And then but I was modeling. I was in Louisiana. And believe it or not, there is an industry there. It was between Lafayette, New Orleans. And I wanted to see if I could just get one modeling job in New York City. I was I was short. I, so when you say I used to model, like, just for <laughs> full transparency, I'm like barely 5'6". And in the 90s, as you probably know, uh, that is not easy to do as a shorty. And so I knew I was very comfortable with rejection. I'm like, I can't grow. Trust me. If I could, <laughs> I would. But I just, so I worked really hard at, what I knew how to do. And hopefully, you know, I could book jobs based on that because I knew I wasn't going to book it on 
my height. And so I wanted to try a model in New York City, which was very hard. And I'm, you know, watching you in the 90s and like, oh, my God, like I was such a big fan. But it was always like I knew it just was what it was. But I always said like after because I knew I wanted a family. That's all I ever wanted to be was like a wife and a mom. And so I was like, whenever this is before I even met Mark. Whenever I'm done and my kids are out of the house, I'm going to start modeling again. I feel like there'll be less competition. <laughs> and you had that dream. I did. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so while I was living in New York City and trying to model, which I did pretty good, I had like I was working out a lot at the time, which wasn't really a good thing back then. I mean, I was tiny, but I was like muscular, which was but so I was with a sports type agency as well as like a traditional agency. And so I was a personal trainer. That's what paid the bills. And so, but I loved it. I loved doing both. I, I just found so much joy and happiness in that. Like, so if you can get paid doing something you love, win-win. And so fast forward all these years, I'm like, I want to get back into it. And so I'm trying and it's not quite as easy as I thought it would be. <laughs> but the height is, is a lot less of an issue, which I'm excited about. I love that you didn't let something that everyone else would let stop them stop you. Like it actually just, you were like, no, it's okay. You know, it's a challenge. I'm going to take it on. I'm going to try still. Like, I think that is such wonderful advice for our listeners that are younger and still have dreams, or even if you're older and still have dreams to, to take heart in. Cause I think we very easily can give up on things when we are told, yeah, you're just, your odds are against you. Yeah, I had a lot of rejection and I truly was okay with it because I knew there wasn't anything I could do about it. Nobody's going to outwork me. And the first job I booked when I moved to New York City was runway. So mic drop, shortest girl, open the show. I'm like, okay, I know I can do this if somebody just gives me the chance, which was the hardest part. But I was, it was like the best day ever. I'm like, okay, I did what I wanted. (laughs) And did you see the talent of Dixie and Charlie early on or did it happen organically, because I mean, TikTok is, you know, wasn't TikTok until Charlie D'Amelio. <laughs> you know, I don't mean this in a bad way. But tell us that story. Tell, yeah, us, tell story. us that story. So going back, Dixie started musical theater when she was three. It was more of like a mommy and me. And every week you dress up as a character. And I loved all that. I'm like, Who are we going to be this <laughs> week? And then obviously went on without the mommy and me. And she was in musical theater until she was through middle school, so through eighth grade, and saying she was in a musical, she had a vocal coach, she was in a musical troupe. She was really good at it. And at the same time, sports, she was a BMX racer, she was fifth in the nation. Like she, But she's just like a little understated and like doing her thing. She d- tried every sport out there. Charlie started, well, she wanted to start dance, but they're like, they can't be in diapers. I'm like, okay, I get it, but she's actually good. Like if I can just get her to, get out of her diapers. Can I get her in there? And they were like, okay. Cause it was like midway. It was like November classes had already started. Like you can't be in a diaper and go to dance. She was like, okay. And that was it. Like, okay, we're wearing big girl panties now. <laughs> and did she always love dancing? Always. Like always. I have videos of her at my mom and dad's on the, t- my mom and dad have this big round table and we would all sit at, and I have a big family and we were all sitting at, and she would be standing in the middle and dancing. Like she was diaper, like this big. It was the cutest thing. She always had good rhythm and always, you know, Dixie loved singing and Charlie loved dancing. And then they they just worked really hard at that. And they, you know, not all of it came easy and getting the, the solos or this, you know, whatever singing opportunities for Dixie. They just tried, tried their hardest and they have. Do you think they learned that from you? 
Well, we were always kind of like, if you're going to do it and we're going to invest, like we didn't have a lot of money. So we're spending a lot of money on these things. Like you're going to show up, you're going to, you're going to do it and do it well. Like what are, what's the point? Yeah. So I feel like, you know, and they saw Mark and I work and good work ethic and all of that. And, but the bigger than that was, that's what they were passionate about. And you could tell, I, I saw them do things that they hated they're like, sign me up for this. And then like right when they got in, they're like, yeah, I don't really want to do that. I'm like, well, we paid for six weeks. So we're ice skating. We're ice skating. And they're like. And I do think that as a mom, and I think this is really good advice you should take from Heidi. If you have children, make them see things through. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Because a lot of like, oh, well, he didn't want to do it. Or she was like, who cares? We've paid the money. We've we've committed yeah. to the teacher and to the program. And I do think that follow through, whether they hate it, whether they end up loving it, is really, really important. Well, they don't know what they like and don't like at that point either. I think with I know with my oldest daughter, she wanted to quit something because she didn't she didn't like it, she said. And I said, remember, you went through the exact same thing when you started soccer and it wasn't until you got good at it that now you're obsessed (laughs) And I think that's what's important because I think sometimes kids want to give up when they're not, not as good, good as their peers. Yeah. And yeah, so it's like, that's sure. the best advice is you got to see it through. And we, uh, you know, anything they would say, oh, I want to try this. Dixie went to marine biology photography camp. Mm. And day one, she was like, I was like, do you want to see if like maybe one of your friends want to go? She's like, well, I don't care if my friends are there or not. I'm, I want to do this. And then she got there and she's like, well, it wasn't quite as exciting. I'm like, well, we're doing this five days a week for two weeks. But she ended up kind of liking it. But that's how they found the things they really loved. You know, Mark probably would have let them bail a little bit. I was like, no, we paid for this. And you have to understand the value of like your dad and I work hard. And this is like our money that we earned. And you said you wanted to do this. And I know you're young, but how are you going to learn? Clean Simple Eats has changed the way I consume protein. Don't get me wrong. I'm a big protein person. I always have. I love steak. I love fish. I love chicken. Really all the things. But I have to admit, I find myself running around all day between my office, picking and dropping off the kids at school, taking them to a million things. It can be hard to find the time to fit in a meal. It's one of the reasons I've been absolutely loving Clean Simple Eats. Specifically, their Simply Vanilla Protein Powder. I know, but I have to say it again. It literally tastes like vanilla ice cream. No joke. There is zero, zero chalky aftertaste, which I absolutely detest, which most proteins unfortunately have. A smoothie is the easiest way for me to stay fueled on the go, and I've been incorporating them into my routine either mid-morning, post-workout, or my drive, or in the afternoon as a little pick-me-up. They have 26 amazing flavors. My kids love cake batter, mint chocolate cookies, snickerdoodle. They kind of think it's dessert, which is totally fine with me. We do a little faux milkshake for them, a little bit of milk, frozen banana, ice. You'd literally never know the difference. One of the things I love so much about this brand is their high ingredient standards. Their protein powder is always grass-fed, no artificial ingredients, third-party tested, non-GMO, and gluten-free. Plus, I love that they're female-founded and owned with just a little bit of love I thought I would share. Visit cleansimpleeats.com. Use our code LIPSTICK10. You guys are going to get 10% off your first order. That's cleansimpleeats.com. Code LIPSTICK. You're going to get 10% off your order. Who's feeling ready to shop? I know. I know. Black Friday can be a bit overwhelming, but hear me out. 
From now until Saturday, November 25th, Macy's online Black Friday event is saving you on big. On the essentials and gifts you've been waiting to snatch up all year long. I was in New York last week, and I have to tell you, I got to see these babies in person. From appliances, hello, that stand mixer you've been eyeing, to cookware, to luxe bedding, and self-care staples, you'll find great prices for the picks you need in every room. Plus, you have the latest clothing trends, designer handbags, jewelry, your favorite beauty brands, I have to say. It truly is a magical day and time to take full advantage of. This is not the moment to skimp, people. It's also the time to fully chip away at your gift list with big savings on gifts like watches and wireless headphones. Brooksy, you know what you're getting. Just to get it all done, you're going to be happy and you're going to love yourself later. So don't forget super fun toys for the little ones, cozy winter gear if you're planning a winter ski trip. You're going to take the trip. And more unique finds that everyone in your life will be excited to get. Plus, you get free shipping when you spend over $25. So basically, you're guaranteed to get free shipping since that's not hard to do. If you don't feel like going to Macy's in person, fine. I did last week. No big deal. Maybe you're too tired or full from Thanksgiving the night before. Totally understandable. All you have to do is get your laptop out, go to Macy's.com, and literally start to shop from the comfort of your own home. So visit Macy's in-store or check out Macy's.com before November 25th. That's Macy's.com. Some exclusions apply. Check out Macy's.com for details. So what was the moment where they became not just your daughters, but Dixie and Charlie? What was that moment? So they're dancing. They're, you know, Dixie had kind of stopped singing after middle school. So now she's going into her senior year. TikTok was just kind of becoming a thing. Dixie had an account because she liked to watch. Mm-hmm. But nobody would admit that at the time. It was like embarrassing to yeah. admit so you were true. On that is so true. So true. Like I'm not on TikTok. Yeah. I'm and just meanwhile, a boyer. everybody's on it. Charlie w- wasn't on it, but her friends were on it and she was like the dancer of the friend group. They were like, learn this and then we're gonna do it on their account. And how old were they at this so time? So she was fifteen. Fifteen. And so she would and then eventually she was like I'm going to start my own account. And so she posted, um, you know, a little bit, like nothing crazy. And then we were going to a dance thing like an hour and a half away. She, she I was like, come on, we got to get going. There's going to be traffic. She was like, all right, one second. She put up her phone. She did this duet and we get in the car and she's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And it's just getting like views and views and views and views. And so, and it was totally organic. It was, yeah, it was like it wasn't even. She had done like more intricate dance. It was like a little duet. Like it was very simple, and uh, but it was sweet and like you know hoodie tights, like going to dance. Well, I think that's what every why yeah. everybody fell in love with all of you because it wasn't trying too hard. It was just <laughs> really good. She's a really good dancer. She looked like fifteen. You know what I mean? She. So so that was it. That was like so a tipping that, point. So she goes into this intensive dance thing. And it was, I think it was like four hours long. And when she came out, it had like, I don't know, something like 300,000 views. And she was like, what do I do now? And I was like, well, I, like, I don't know. What do you mean? What do you do now? She was like, well, how do I follow that up? I'm like, just like, I don't know. Don't take it so seriously for sure. Like you're having fun with it. Who cares? 
So she just kept posting and it just went bananas. Like so many views. Every video was viral. And I think there was something to her looking just like the girl next door, like the messy room and like, you know, just like every other kid her age. And I also think it was a really good role model. Like at the time when TikTok was blowing up because she did look like her. She did look young. She did look youthful. She was She wasn't like doing crazy makeup to her face to look like a different person. Right, right. No. Yeah, and Mark and I would be like, you've posting all these, like, can you at least make your bed? <laughs> and she was like, people like that I'm real. And I'm like, all right. Did she, you, she knew that. Did you worry at one point or another how that would affect her? Like, did you worry that if there was a negative comment or how, like, how did you manage that? Because I think that's one of the biggest fears parents have when their kids get on social media at one point is this isn't reality. These are people hiding behind a phone and you really have to temper how you take the feedback they're giving you or what they're saying or just don't, don't, to your point, don't take it seriously. How did you manage that? Well, this is not a good thing, but I do think it, some, they'll say it now, like prepared them is they had got both been bullied in school, Charlie a lot. And so I feel like there was something to, you know, hearing this negativity in a lot of different ways prior to that. And so you do the best you can to like prop them up when they're not feeling good because of that. And it was kind of a little bit more of that, but it was kind of good. Like when it started out, all the comments were like, oh my God, we love her. We love her until they didn't. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward, you know, Dixie's cringing because Charlie's posting like, (laughs) okay, people at school know that you're posting. You have to stop. Dixie's like a senior now. And she's like, Charlie, you're so embarrassing. And so we were all like, this is wild. Like we knew enough about social media to know like this is wild. And we also know how fast things come and go. And I'm sure people were contacting you, managers, agents. I mean, I can only imagine. Somebody had reached out to her and said, would you uh, do a dance to my client's audio? I was so she was like, oh, my God, mom, look at this. I'm like. Okay, nobody's paying you to do a dance (laughs) to their audio on TikTok. Like, that's not a real thing. And if this person wants to talk to anybody, they can talk to me. So she messaged him. She was like, can you email my mom? So he emails me and I'm like, oh, I'm like full on investigative. I'm like, who is this person? Who's his client? This is not a thing. And I'm like, oh, wait, this is actually real. So I was like, hey, Mark. (laughs) And so he wanted to pay us. I think it was $75 for a 15-second audio. A dance that was already made up. She didn't even have to make up a dance. And she got like the most... It used to be on an audio, like the most viewed was at the top. And then he asked to do it again for $100. And she did it again. And then... She's like, this is way better than babysitting. This is amazing. And then meanwhile, Dixie's dying. And then she says, if you ever hit a million followers, I'll get on TikTok. So Charlie went viral July of 2019, October, end of October, she hit a million. And she's like, okay, Dixie, your turn. And so they had planned this video together. They addressed the like, they looked exactly like Dixie didn't even have her own name. It was like user, whatever they posted. And then all of a sudden Dixie's, they're like, who, you know, because Charlie had just put at her Dixie D'Amelio, but she didn't even have that. I was like, you need to get your name. So they're scrambling. She didn't know her password. It was such a we're in the basement of our house. Like it was Mark was out of town. So all this happens. And then Dixie's followers. And it just it just went nuts from there. And so to answer your question about the negativity, it was 
it was really nice at the beginning. Yeah. And people loved, they thought they were twins. They're like, oh my God, there's two of them. And it, um, But all of that being said, Mark and I are very much like aware of, okay, this can go sideways at any moment. And, you know, but they're still going to school. Like everybody's still living their life. So you kept them in the same path oh, yeah, as what yeah. they were doing. Charlie was learning her choreography for the dance year. Dixie's in field hockey. You know, they're doing all their things, going to school. And then started coming, you know, Mark was coming to L.A. for work. And Charlie was like, can I come with you? Famous Birthdays asked me if I could, if I can go on their show. And Mark's like, okay, but I'm going with you. I think this was before the whole Dixie thing. She had about 300,000 followers. Then it went nuts. And so we were just very, you know, Mark still has his same job. We always were like, we never, we, none of us need this. This is kind of happening to you. So let's be smart about it. And do you even want to do this? And like, this is putting your life out there. You guys are pretty like low key girls. You're never really posting anything. And this is, you know, we know enough to know like, this is going to change stuff. Yeah. This is going to change your life. Yeah. And, and their so people life. were starting to reach out and managers and, Mark met with a couple and he's like, absolutely not. And so we passed on a lot of things just because Mark's his whole thing is building businesses and brands. And he's such a brands guy. He was like, what if you do like the friends that they had met were doing all these brand deals? And they're like, you would never drink that or wear that. Like, that doesn't make sense. And you're going to mess up something that could be potentially even better that fits you down the road. So so they were annoyed, but they're like, <laughs> and how did their friends and their peers at school handle all of this sort of that happening must, to them? That must have been hard. They were they were actually really good and really supportive. There was like a couple kids at school. They were like, oh, my God, what are they doing? But they would make videos about them. And so because the girls had this all of a sudden this following people were defending them to kids that were in their school. That's it got amazing. A weird. That's amazing. <laughs> So, but we were just very slow to how, how are we going to do this and putting the right people around? Because we don't, we know business, we don't know that business. So, you know, we got a manager, we got an attorney, we got a business manager and then like agent and just, because we didn't even know what all those things were. Like what's an agent, what's a manager? We knew the best thing we could do was educate ourselves because we're not, you know. And did the girls listen to you? Yeah. See, that is what is so... You know, you look and you hear, you know, now we can't not talk about it, but you look back, I'm in the middle of the Britney Spears book, but it's just so incredibly, it's, I, it goes back to what you said, we did not need this. And I think when you don't need something, it come, you come from a better place. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I know there's people out there that do. And so you have to make decisions and it's just very personal to everyone, I guess, if you are in that position where I like I need to take this brand deal to pay the bills, then just educate yourself. Find somebody that could read that con- contract. You know, I guess that would be my advice is if you have to do it, then just know that you're signing something that could really mess you up. So just like get the right people with their eyes on it to help you. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? Maybe you wish you had thicker hair or concerned about your hair shedding. Maybe stress is causing your hair to thin or the other way around. If you've experienced or are experiencing any of these things, then you're not alone. 
Thinning is normal, and Nutrafol helps women address it from within with science-backed supplements. My hair has not been the same since I gave birth to my children. I'm just being honest. I have been relying on Nutrafol for a while now, which has really made such a difference. You guys probably know this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength. From postpartum to menopause to plant-based lifestyles, Nutrafol has four unique formulas to support women at any life stage. So if you're looking to start your hair health journey, head on over to Nutrafol.com and take their hair health wellness quiz. It's really comprehensive and will help you identify the cause of your thinning hair and put you on a personalized plan. That's right, a personalized plan through a whole body health approach. In a clinical study, hear this. 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol Women's Hair Growth Supplement for just six weeks. They've added more products to their line beyond the supplements, like scalp serum that I highly recommend. To get healthy hair, you need a healthy scalp. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter code LIPSTICK. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Make sure and use promo code LIPSTICK for $10 off. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LIPSTICK. I promise you, your hair will only get better. How have you navigated through all of this with raising your daughters? I mean, it's it's you're you're obviously very intensely connected professionally and then obviously emotionally. How do you handle that and do you have pointers for 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 moms with daughters? I think it goes back prior to all of this. Mark and I always gave the girls the floor. Like you could say whatever you want to say. Everybody has an equal voice might not be what anybody else in the house wants to hear. They knew they could tell us anything. Sometimes they tell us too much. I'm like, <laughs> girl, I did not need to know that. <laughs> Don't have to tell me everything. Were, but, you, um, were you good at keeping secrets as well for them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they knew that. They knew they could trust me and I had their back. And sometimes too much, they would say, mama bear. But, you know, I, of course, I made my mistakes. It wasn't perfect. Sometimes I was too involved. And I learned to find that balance because I knew, and and Mark is really good at this, is their trust in us was as important as can we trust you? And so it went both ways. And we had a history of them being able to trust us before any of this happened. So when we're telling them, like, and we say this, we still say this, like we have life experiences. We've made the mistakes. Sure, feel free to make your own. But I'm telling you, there's a pretty good chance that's not going to work out. So, but these are the other options and figure out which one of those that are probably work out better that feels good for you. So it's like, you know, and they, they do listen. And but then there's moments where they're just like, yeah, I really want to do this. And like, and it doesn't usually work out. And scene. <laughs> I love that, though. I love that that we just said, which is in order for for them to trust you, you have to trust them. Mm-hmm. So it's like that trust actually does when you look at it. I think sometimes parents look at relationships. And I grew up in a household like this where it was very sort of authoritarian. Right. And and my parents did a wonderful job. I'm not saying they didn't, but that dynamic well, also was there. Fr- an immigrant. In they, an immigrant family, Eastern European, they immigrated, you know, and so it's just a very, culturally was very mm-hmm. different. But 
I think that was my lesson learned and and what I take away from that raising my own girls is, you know, navigating and balancing that relationship where you can trust me. Mm -hmm. I always say you can tell me anything, but you know, you still have to respect me. And I think that is something that's really important because I'm going to trust you. You have to trust me. And I think that is such a perfect way that you put it. Mm -hmm. I think it's so important and such a like good kernel for, for parenting. And also I think really, you know, letting your girls explore. My mom was really good if I wanted to own a restaurant or own, you know, I wanted to be a waitress at the the Dairy Queen. Like, to be like, we're going to be the best way. Like, she was really good at, I mean, she, until she died, she was, she was like, well, I think you could do that. I really don't think I could, but okay. (laughs) She was really good at being supportive. I mean, she was supportive of Emisha. She was supportive of my friends. She would always be there. Do you think you and Mark being present in their lives has led to their success? I think so. I think and your they success. Know, thank you. I think they know that they, okay, so it got to a point when talking about when they were younger and trying everything. They literally tried everything. And then I remember one time Dixie was like, I think I want to try, I don't even remember what it was. And and she was like, wait, 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 don't tell dad because he's. we're going shopping. We're going to get the shoes and all the things. Let me think about it for a minute because we were going to be all in because that's how you figure it out. Like, let's go. Let's try it. What if it's the best thing ever? And so I feel like they grew up with that. You know, they would say, I'm going to start a business like and, you know, Charlie Mark's in sales and in the apparel business. And he would make these line sheets for when he go on to trade shows And, you know, the girls grew up with that. So Charlie made her line sheets and she had printed out her clothing line and put in a binder and the spine had the name on it. Like she was like, I'm starting my business. And she had started this clothing business. And Dixie actually made it was a school project, but she had had to start a business and it was a popcorn business, which is hilarious. (laughs) And she did the logo and and the name and, and all of that. And it's just like they knew they whatever they wanted to try. Like, we got you. Like, we're going to help you. We're, you got to do the work, but we'll support you. And what was it like getting that call? Because there is that call that says it's happening. I mean, you have your own show on a major network, The D'Amelio Show, season three, Hulu. I mean, that must have been you like... You and the Kardashians. <laughs> you, you and the Kardashians. <laughs> I mean, it must have been a like, wow. So when all this started happening early on and we were doing a lot of meetings here in LA. So it was so new TikTok that when I tell you we had meetings with every CEO of every network, record label, company here. And we would go in there and they would be like, we're all like, hey. <laughs> and they and they would look at the girls and they're like, my kid said we got to meet with you. What do you want to do? It's like the head of Nickelodeon. And the girls are like, I don't know. Like, I was going to go hang out with my friends later. Like, what? I don't know yeah. what this... I don't know. What do you want me to do? Like, they're not actors. Like, they're just kids. And and that's what it was. So they knew that... I think businesses knew there was something there because their kids were like, you have to... You know, and then the kids would come in. And be like, can I take a picture? Yeah. <laughs> but they knew that they had to do something with them. They just didn't know what it was. And so... It was a lot of back and forth here coming to L.A. from Connecticut. And it was, you know, Mark and I knew enough to know of just we've all read the stories of Hollywood and everybody wanting a piece of you. And we just weren't going to let that happen. 
Everything was very selective. And the girls, I will say, for being young girls and new to coming to L.A., they have such a gut intuition. And when things don't feel good, they're very polite and like, oh, thank you so much. And get in the car and like, I don't want to do any of that. You know, so I think there was a balance of Mark and I like, let's let's take all the meetings and then see what feels good. So when the all these people are like, oh, you guys should do it a reality show, reality show. And we're like, first of all, who's going to want to watch it? Like, (laughs) like, it was so new. And so from that, and then we ended up taking the pitch meetings with all the major labels, studios. And Hulu just felt right. It felt like they got us. And, you know, our thing was like, if you're looking for drama, I don't think we're the right people for you because we can only be who we are. We're not, that's all we know how to be. But and I think that's where everyone fell in love with your family because you're not trying to be something that you're not. Yeah. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, that doesn't, I, I don't know if that's good for ratings. <laughs> <laughs> you a might nice need a, family that's supportive. You like, might oh, need, how boring. <laughs> you might need a little drama. But I don't know if that's, you know, it's not something we're going to conjure up. Well, you got it's three not, seasons you know, now, three so I think seasons. you're doing something right. Yeah, it's it's been, I mean, we're so thankful. And, and what's crazy is if it will evolve into something yeah. else as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when something ends, you're like, oh my God, what am I going to, but then it, it just, it keeps yeah. evolving. But we love your relationship with them. And we Thank love you. that you're so successful and you're successful on your own, right? Separate to your girls. I'm which, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, not easy. I mean, to be in this business is, as you know, it's really difficult. Yeah. How has your family adapted to the spotlight? They don't necessarily feel comfortable. Like, they just feel so, like, normal. And so when people, like, for especially Charlie, when kids see her and they're crying and she's just like, it, it, first of all, she's an empath, so she's taking that on. And also, like, it's so hard to wrap her head around. Like, I'm just me and I'm a mess half the time. Like, I don't know why you're crying, but don't cry. Let's just hug it out. Like, they are so appreciative, but it's... I'm sure it's overwhelming. Yeah, I will tell you, Mark, too, is very... When people come up like, oh my God, I love you and I love your family. He's like, he's not a shy person. Like, he's very outgoing and social and all of that, but he gets, like, awkward. It's like... Like it, to to be that, in that lo- moment, we love putting the spotlight on other people, so that's where we feel good. Like, look, you know, or or Mark will say like he likes the spotlight when he wants to like karaoke night or whatever. Like, yeah, give me the give me the mic. But it's just it's odd. It's a very odd thing. And but it, when you hear people come up and you know, last season on the show when you guys were talking about mental health, like what that did for me. And so we all like sit with that. That's huge. Mm -hmm. And to think that there's, you know, even one person out there that could relate or it helped, like that's everything. And if that's the reason for all of this, then we'll take the uncomfortable, uh, like awkward spotlight moments. (laughs) What advice would you give women raising badass daughters? Let them be. Don't put out their spotlight for sure. I think those girls are hard to raise because they are going to push all the buttons and, you know, they're going to be just tough 
because you can't wrangle them. And I remember what the girl saying, they're little, they're five, six, seven, eight. This is going to come in. I hope they don't change because they're going to need this down the road. Mm-hmm. And if they can keep that, that's going to, that they're going to get so far with that. I, I, Mark and I used to talk about that all the time. And so I think just letting them be and letting them try. And also for Mark and I, like being a good example of trying things and failing and trying things and wait, that worked. And I figured that out, like letting them see that, letting, I feel like I grew up at a time where adults didn't make mistakes. They knew everything and they were in charge and they had it all right. We were never like that. Like we were very vocal about like, I have no idea. Like they'll come to me, mom, they were little mommy. What's this? No idea, but I'm going to help you figure it out. And so we do it together. And so always letting them know that we were human. We make mistakes and we apologize. And all of that stuff meant so much to us. And I think them seeing that has helped them. And, you know, they they are who they are very much so. And although that was hard when they were little, I see it. I see them in meetings with like in boardrooms and everything and they can hold their own and they have opinions and it's taken them some time to be able to be like, wait a minute. I, you know, they haven't feel good about this or I like this. Yeah. They have enough history in this business, even though it's not much enough to know what feels good and what doesn't. And they're just not going to do the things that don't feel good. So I think there's, there's something to be said. I I saw, I mean, I'm literally like, scrolling through Instagram one day and I see it's like Ed Sheeran interview. And he talked about how we as a culture love to celebrate success, but we really need to celebrate failures because actually it's, you you have to keep failing until you succeed. And I think that we live, we do, we put this pressure on our kids to succeed and they need to learn that the path to success comes with a lot of failure and you learn from each and every one of those failures. And I think that's sort of like, I well, try to tell my kids that all the time. I well, I think that. it came, you know, came through your modeling, right? You're like, okay, well, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, no again. <laughs> well, oh, okay. You need to be 5'5", five, five, not 5'4". Five, you know what I mean? Like the same for me. Like I had, by the time I started acting or hosting, I had so much rejection. I'm like, okay, we're good. You know what I mean? Moving on. Pivot. Yeah. But it, takes a bit of time to build up that armor. And I've always told them like the sweetest stuff is right around the corner of like you're sitting in darkness like the sunshine is around the corner. You got to keep going. You have to keep going like you're not staying here forever. You got to keep going. And I and I say that and then they sometimes turn it around on me and I'm like, you know what? You're right. I love when they give me my advice I've given them. (laughs) And I'm like, Oh, that hurt. But you're right. And, I, you know, if I can say it to you and expect you to, like, take that in, then I can do the same. So, so is it hard? Because she has three little girls. Her youngest is in preschool. Mm. And Almost five. oldest is in fourth grade. My oldest is in fifth grade. And Scarlett is a third grader. Is it hard? I can't even believe I'm asking this question. But is it, like, hard? Do you have, like, an open channel about dating? Is it hard for that, like— do they? T- I can't even. We don't even have to go there. I'm yeah, like, it gives me. I, I'm like already nervous about. They're it. big sharers, so they do <laughs> share a lot. Again, sometimes too much. But Mark is really good at reminding them, like, you know, your mom and I gave you a good example of a loving relationship that's not perfect, but we're trying as uh, individuals and as a couple and for this family. And so, don't forget that, like you know what something good looks like. You've lived with it. So 
don't put yourself in a situation that's not good. And they're pretty good. Like they're they have a good intuition. And, you know, even when they meet people, especially in L.A., it's like, yeah, they don't really want to be my friend. They just want to make a video. Like, I don't know if that's like the right, right person for me or whatever. They don't really want to date you. They just want to dance with you. OK, so you're now in the know on the Gen Z lingo. OK. OK, so oh, what are God. some of the words, phrases they have taught you? They're going to kill me. This is so embarrassing. Oh, gosh. So oh gosh. I mean, th- I think the common ones, you know. Oh. Well, you know, this is something they do. I don't know if this is a Gen Z thing, but they like, your name is Molly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Malliana, <laughs> Heidiana. And they, that's a thing. They're well, making up words. I'm a Shana. That doesn't work. It doesn't like, work. Like, we're podcasting. Well, that's not a good example because that's what it is. But like, we're popcorning. <laughs> I was is like, that what is this like, new language? Is that really a thing? I don't know if it's just my kids or if that's a <laughs> thing, but so I find myself doing it and they're like, no, mom. That is we're so funny. I'm going to try that. <laughs> Mollying. Mollying. That sounds Molly. like you're out of the well, thing. Well, I'm not yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that didn't <laughs> work. You're taking drugs. Not, not that didn't all work. words work. Good. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, the opposite of who we are, by the way. It's <laughs> just the opposite. We did a little Molly before we came here. <laughs> oh, That's God. funny. But, you know, I think it's like the bet and cap and I don't know. Those are I don't really say those because yeah, I don't like, even know what that wait. means. Wait, there is something that someone was saying to me that that the Gens. Oh, this is I, I also this is how not Gen Z I am. I forget everything. That what was it? It's shipped. Shipped. Oh yeah. Have you oh, heard of yeah, this? Yeah, you. We were talking about what does that mean? Is something someone's shipped. They are like getting married. What? Something like that. Like they're together. Okay, so like, she's like they're no, shipped. That's I'll not tell what you. Means. See, I've got it wrong. If got Dixie wrong. Dixie's single, if she's like and like at a football game and she's a picture with her and Timmy right. who she's just sitting she's next to her they, Timmy. they get shipped because they assume they're a thing they're a it's thing okay. they're, t- oh my they're, God. Shipped. Yeah. they're shipped they're shipped but what does that mean like, like they're a relationship they're having together oh they're shipped see I think it's like a package that's being delivered I, oh, my mind goes no. to FedEx I Relate, think they're a delivery because I shop too much I was like <laughs> oh so they're getting mailed together somewhere <laughs> See, I didn't get that. I my well, brain doesn't work that way. Relationship. Oh, it's a relationship. Ship. Got it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I'm a real blonde guy. Yeah. And then wait, wait, what's the other one? Riz. Cool. What's Riz? Cool. Like somebody that has Riz. Like they have charisma. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. She's tell Brooks that you got some Riz. I don't say those words. Cause... I'm gonna tell Brooks. I'm like, you got some Riz. <laughs> he ask, has this yeah. whole thing now. Even on he's only 11. And he's like, yo, bro. And I'm like, bro, my oh, no, bro, 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 is like bro, a big bro. Thing. Yeah, bro. Dixie bros me. Bro. I'm like, bro, my doing? niece does that. Yo, bro. I'm like, are you a rapper? No. And I'm not your brother. And I get really annoyed by it because there was but one mad sus. Oh, that was yeah. one. And then, oh, this is great. This summer, I said something like, that's mad sus. And Frankie Salaka <laughs> looks at me and she's like, you don't say that anymore. That was so last year. And I was like, oh. Cool. Cool, cool. Sorry. (laughs) Her mother is my manager, Nicole Salaka at Linden. That's so funny. She was like, you don't say that. And Maeve looked mortified because Frankie's like a year or two or three years older than her. Yeah, Frankie's in sixth grade. So Frankie (laughs) is her own manager and her own publicist. And she was, yeah, she was like, you don't, that's, you said that last year. Like, that's just mad. Yeah, we don't do that anymore. Okay, let's talk about your new company because you have an incredible new company called Be Happy Snacks. Yes. Can I open it? Yeah, can we open it? 
Please do. Spicy popcorn. I love everything spicy. And it has, she has so many flavors. How many? Yeah. You have bacon, maple so we have, syrup. We have four flavors. So this is nice spice, which is a nice mix of flavors. It's, the heat isn't too much, but it's just enough. We have cotton candy, maple bacon, mm. and Parmesan mm. garlic. I feel like besides this one, you got to open cotton candy because it's, you're going to be surprised. I knew Heidi and I would like each other because she oh brought God. popcorn that's spicy and she told me she likes pickles. Uh, literally. And how snack. did this come about? Have you always loved popcorn? Well, yes. I'm a huge popcorn person. I mean, this is so good. What are the spices on this? There's a lot. There's a lot. Paprika, garlic, butter. Oh my God, onion. the cotton candy is so good. So good, right? It's the paprika. I'm Hungarian. So I love oh. a good paprika. Wait, I think I've been saying that word wrong my whole life. I thought it was paprika. She, and we say paprika. She says paprika. Wait, I like that so much oh, better. Yeah. It's fancy. It's like in England. They say they say adidas. Adidas. And, instead of adidas. You can say paprikash if you really want to be Hungarian. Oh, paprikash. Okay, so wait. Don't tell us. Okay, so we'll... T- the reason this ties into our family and the girls and doing social media, but still going after their passions, which are singing and dancing and acting and all of that... You know, we know that and the girls are very aware that, you know, social media comes and goes just like anything. And we wanted to start something, number one, that we could have ownership in. And as far as the girls and doing brand deals, which they still do and love doing, they wanted to own something that they had more control of the creative. So we started D'Amelio Brands. And the first thing we launched was our footwear line back in June. I think. Yeah. And so we are already talking about what's next. And this kind of came to us through conversations and Walmart and all of this. And we were like, wait, this is actually perfect because we all love popcorn. We're all big snackers. And we just thought it would be super fun. And let's sort of put our spin on it. And Walmart was all in on doing out there flavors and all of that. And so we partner with them and we're it must be doing well. Walmart. Yeah, it's only been out two weeks. Oh, oh it is so good. so good. I'm good. I'm going I to need order. More. I need <laughs> Do you more. have D2C or is it only in Walmart? It's in Walmart mm-hmm. and Walmart.com. Okay, great. Yeah. And your husband must be in his sweet spot because he's a brand man and Loves. I see the brand logo, which is great. Yes. Emilio Brands. I and tell it. us about the footwear. So the footwear, it's on our own website, but we're starting to, to sell at retail. So we've opened up some boutiques. We're opening up more. And, you know, Mark has been in sales his whole career. And he just knows that there's something about a product being in a store, somebody being able to touch it and feel it like a shoe, try it on is so intimate and personal that we knew when even when we launched, we wanted to be in stores. Like that was the only way we'll probably get across that threshold of like, all right, D2C is only going to get you so far. And just because we have 400 million followers uh, overall platforms for our family. It doesn't mean those people are buying. So finding the customers, finding the people that the shoes work for and finding those stores that embrace it and and want to sell it. So that's been super exciting. And you're owning the quality. And we own it. And we're so we have head footwear designer. We have a whole team of professionals that are in this business for years that have helped us bring this to life. And then the girls and I have our things like we definitely want this or we definitely want that. And, you know, we're all we're all similar, Dixie and Charlie and I with like our footwear, but we definitely have our things like that we love. And so we're able to sit with Lauren, our 
footwear designer and make it come to life. And, you know, it takes time. You can, we are a startup, so you can only put out so much at a time. So it's been little drops. Trust me, Heidi. I know. Yeah. And so I just started a skincare line. I, I, I feel <laughs> Which you. Which I love, by the Thank way. You, by spring, it's, I'm so excited for holiday, everything's, by, by the time spring comes, you'll look at the whole line. You're like, okay, this is a real footwear line. This is something where, you know, Mark's been in the apparel business his whole career. This isn't something so new to us, but footwear is not, you know, people think, oh, they just slapped their name on it. No, we own the, you know, the footbeds and the pitch, we, the, the, everything. We own it he's all. He's probably learned so much in his career oh, about yeah. the mistakes that everyone else has made One that he's perfected percent. his own brand. Yeah. With you guys. And, and I think too, for the girls, they wanted something that, you know, that was a, more of a challenge than maybe partnering and doing a skincare line or a makeup line. They wanted something different. Yeah. But something that lots of people. But that can still happen. One million percent. I just they just felt like right now wasn't the time for them. I just love that you guys are family. I know. (laughs) What would you say has been the if you have to look back on the last, you know, three, four years, what has been your best moment? We Molly calls it her rose and thorn. Yes. What would you say has been your best and your worst? Like you're so excited. And then this is like this is the part that I hate the most. Oh, so many things. I I think it's more of a personal, these moments where we're just the four of us and we get to kind of sit with all of this. We work really hard and we get to do really cool things and have like done a lot of amazing things, especially obviously the girls. And But the best part of it is we get to just be us. And in all of that. And I think the beauty in us is that when we're together, it just feels like it always did. I think if it were just one of us, it would be different. Like Mm -hmm. it would be harder to relate to that one. Like, oh, what do you mean you're going here and there, whatever. So supportive, but like we know it. Like we've all gotten the hate. We've all gotten the amazing opportunities. And so to kind of sit with that together, I think that's been I know it's like broad, but that that's those moments when we're just together. I'm like, mm-hmm. holy shit, we're, we're doing lucky. This. <laughs> we're lucky. And we're doing it together. Yes. Wait, we have before we get to rapid fire, we have to you you are known for your beauty and your wellness mm. and your girls love beauty secrets and so do you. Give it to us. You're gorgeous. What foundation? What do we love? What skincare? What's your lip? What's your, What's your lip? lip? <gasps> my lip is Oh my gosh. I'm drawing a blank. Are RMS? R- Whose line? R-M- um, R-E-M? Not RMS. No. Right. Wait. I know you're talking Who, about. It's um, the sl- rare. Yes. R- no. Not rare. R-E-M. Yeah. R-E-M. Yeah. R-E-M. R-E-M. And okay. it's lyrics. R- okay. It's like a nudie, beigey. But I went over it with, because it's more pink. And then I went over it with Charlotte Tilbury. It's more of a brownish. More, it's a probably pillow talk. And then I went on top of that. Oh God, I love you. With you have three steps left. With uh, Patrick Ta, like a little like light gloss. You're That's, a three-step lip. We love you. I can never, I, I never. What about foundation, okay, highlighter? So, tell one, us everything. I drink a gallon of water a day. I love it. I don't. That's so what I do. Important. My skincare is very simple, although I love Wise. I'm obsessed so thank you for You're sending welcome. all of the things. You're and welcome. I'm wearing the body, body glow, the little liquid glow. She got it. a good tan, people. I love it. Um, but I, my skincare routine is very basic. I always feel like working out, eating, 
and skincare. Keep it simple. Go and back you've to basics. Always been fit. Go back to basics. I love it. I love. She's working fit. Out. She's like, you guys. She's like, and I. <laughs> she's got like jacked arms. She's that got I'm arms of. that are not covered. Were you when you modeled? Were you one of those girls? Do you remember back in the day? I'm going to bring it back. This is all for the ladies that are our age. When you would get your like fit or shape or self magazine, and they had the like four page like photographed workouts, and it was like the step by step. Yeah, get like, your well, side did that. I knew it when you said you're modeling. I was like, I guarantee you, <laughs> I was, she was in those magazines. I probably did workouts following her. I know I did, and it was like they had like the little like Reebok step up. Yeah, Do you remember that? And yeah. you'd be like with your hand weights at home, and I'd be like laying out my magazine at the gym, and I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna try and work out today. I, I was just, in fit doing like that exact thing. That is thing. So amazing. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew um, it. Do you do any facials? Any? So I did not grow up like getting my nails done, getting facials, any of that. Like we your face still, it. your face still looks like your I face. I have good genes. I will say I do. I am very Italian with no, my, I'm a little make. I'm from Louisiana. So there's a lot of French, Spanish. Mm. My dad was Irish ish. Oh, wow. I don't know. I was an O'Brien, but he's he was very like dark hair, dark eyes olive skin. So I do have good jeans, but I just keep it simple. So I use, I go between the Kosas. The yeah, I love. I, IV Glow for a foundation, just mm-hmm. like for a little shimmer. And then a Charlotte Tilbury, it's like the beauty filter. Yeah. Flawless, flawless filter. Flawless, flawless filter. filter. For a foundation. And then Patrick Top Blush. <clears throat> Patrick Top Blush. I love, I love his doing blushes. my eyebrows. Like I feel like They're great eyebrows. Your brows are great. Do you uh, microblade and all of that? Mm, no, I just do them myself. You could. I start don't a really brand. do any. I don't. I've. I have had probably in my lifetime seven facials. Oh my god. I'm, I. I want to be that weekly. girl that commits. Come on to over, going. Heidi. Come over. Come on over to our side. <laughs> Let me tell you. I want to. I, every time I've done it, I'm like, wait, this is so good. Why don't I do it more? I make oh, Mark come see, with me. I get embarrassed. Like I go in see, there and I don't know what's going you on. You should see Georgia Louise or Nicole. Oh, there's so many. There's I mean, there's so many. so many great ones. And they feel so good. Oh. I, I do love it. I, I can send I you do Catherine Esposito. I'll talk to Michael. I'll talk to someone. We'll do it. Okay, little rapid fire. Yeah. Lipstick or lip gloss? Stick. Or all three. Beach um, vacation yeah. or beach. <laughs> Whatever else. Don't care. Go to karaoke song. <gasps> Party in the USA. Oh, I love you so much. Morning or night? Night. What's, your night? I'm a night owl. What's one thing that's in your bag all the time? Some kind of lip balm or gloss. What's your superpower? Ooh. Well, I would not call myself a medium, but I definitely can hmm. channel. You have got to read signs. By Laura, by Lynn, Laura Jackson. Lynn Jackson. Oh, I know. You're not we the had, first person to tell me We that. had her on the podcast. You have I, to listen I to listen. that. It's so I good. Listen to that. Do you still love Mark? <laughs> I, not only do I love him, I like him. Oh, that's I love the key. you. I love you guys. How long have you been married for? Twenty three years. Oh. Have you really? Yeah. And you still like him? I I like him so much. So do you good. like him more now? Yeah. <laughs> I, I've no. I've never wavered on liking him. I was just like so. I I'm like. Do you not understand how much I like you? He was like. I know. Other. I could never be with somebody so much without wanting to kill them. Like I. I like you so much. We say that to each other all the time. Like, oh, I wow, love that. After all these years. Text, FaceTime, or a phone call. Ooh. I I text because I know other people would probably prefer a text, but I love a FaceTime. I love a FaceTime too. I want to see you. What's your favorite cocktail? <gasps> this is me. Anywhere I go. 
do you have a cocktail menu? <laughs> and okay, I'll try that one. Like, I don't have a go-to. Well, how do you not have I a go-to? Know. I know. I need help. Are you tequila or wine? No, tequila. I'm terrified. Oh, really? Oh, I'll do a Prosecco. Okay. Are you vodka? Yeah. Vodka uh-huh. gin. I do like a lemon drop. Oh. I could go for a spicy but skinny marg right now. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, See, I got, don't like the spicy. <laughs> with the popcorn, <laughs> I'm be happy I'd be snacks. so happy. There you go. I'd be Paloma. extra be happy. Okay, we always ask every guest before they go, if you could give advice to your 10-year-old self, what would it be? 10 years old. Oh, my gosh. I was so shy. I wouldn't... I would tell her... Uh, she She didn't see outside of like one foot in front of her i would tell her open your eyes it's Mm. there's so much out there i mean you're amazing by the way we love your family we love you we love your snacks we're we're so happy for you when good people kind people have success that's like the that's like my feel good thank you that fills my heart that means a lot and you guys have to follow her which you she probably there's like 100 she has 400 million (laughs) so you probably probably shouldn't say follow her you actually say that out loud 400 it's 400 billion million people know your family yeah it's kind of amazing try not to think about that that's a lot (laughs) it's a lot it's It's a a good thing you started some brands only i don't try not to think about it because it's so overwhelming it's like But it's a testament to your family because people also are drawn to you. And that's mm -hmm. amazing. But I think they're also drawn to your positivity. Your, your, you know, that, that also is what makes someone a leader. That what's, that is what makes someone follow, Mm -hmm. you know? Thank you. Anyway, we love you. Follow Heidi. Heidi Jamelio. Watch your show and do all her brands. And we can't wait to try your shoes. I'm going to be ordering more popcorn. Me too. By the way, I'm obsessed. You guys can get Be Happy Snacks at Walmart or... Walmart.com. Yep. Oh my, right. my kids would love that. Jesus, it, the cotton so candy, good. it's so good. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I live a little like kettle-esque mm. sugar. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. It's so good. All right, you guys. Another another day, another episode. Another beauty love tip you. or two and parenting and all of it. Unlike Heidi, we don't have 400 million followers. <laughs> so, so if you'd like to follow sure. us, please add to our account so, so we can inch please closer. add to <laughs> Lipstick on the Rim or at Molly B. Sims or at Mr. Gormley. Please. Feel free to follow and um, we love you. Anyway, it was great. Thank we'll you see you guys next on. week. Thank yeah. you for having me. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims and my ride or die, Amisha Gormley. We are always so excited to bring you guys along on this journey. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok at Lipstick on the Rim or my website where we just dive a little bit deeper into my favorite products, trends, and much, much more on mollysims.com. This podcast is a production with Dear Media. A special thanks to my team, Elizabeth Tawfield, Schaefer Carrillo, Ken Ryan, and Anna Sessions and everyone at Dear Media. Don't forget to listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss out on the fun. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.